This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? BFM 89.9 you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Sharmila and Arvind this week we are reviewing Matilda the musical which just dropped on Netflix it's of course the television adaptation of the stage musical that was the adaptation of the book by Roald Dahl. I think we got the journey there. Um, of course, there was a previous movie adaptation in the 90s as well, which was called Matilda. Um, I have to admit, I'm a huge, huge fan of the book. So very excited. Um, I've watched the musical as well, which I loved. I was very excited about this. Um, I will reserve most of my judgment for later. I will say, though, that my response, having watched it, has been a little bit mixed. Uh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so so I've said many times uh, on our show that I don't like musicals. Yes, uh, vehemently. Like yeah, yeah. And when someone starts singing in the middle of dialogue, I'm just like, oh, my God, just finish your sentence, please, like get to the point. Um, but I honestly, I, I honestly loved uh, Matilda the musical. Uh, I thought the songs were so catchy. I thought the performances were so good. The, the kids were adorable. Some of some of their dances and the choreography, uh, so sweet and, and so warm and so nice. Um, I think I think Netflix won the holiday season with this one, with this movie specifically, and with Glass Glass Onion, uh, which we reviewed yesterday. So you know we we don't even have like winter here, but I can imagine like cozying up and watching this on like a cold holiday night and really really enjoying a movie like this. That's not a twist I saw coming. I have to say, me not liking <laughs> it as much and you actually loving it. Um, uh-huh. For what it's worth, if you don't know the story of Matilda, it's essentially um, the tale of a very, very smart, extraordinary young girl whose parents don't pay very much attention to her, are often quite mean. Um, and uh, she loves reading. And she ends up in a school uh, with both a very lovely teacher named Miss Honey, who encourages her, sees her for her remarkable talents, but also a frankly terrifying headmistress, Miss Trunchbull. Um, And the rest of the story is about how Matilda um, contends with them and uh, each person learns a valuable lesson, I think, without giving too much away. So this one was tough for me, I think, because of how much attachment I have to the original book. Um, Mm. And then subsequently the movie and then the musical. So I have three different things that I like very much in very different ways. And then watching a movie adaptation of a stage musical, I think a lot of my resistance or the parts that I didn't enjoy was that 
something either felt too stagey, so like, oh, this could have worked better as a, an actual stage musical, or it didn't feel musical enough, meaning it felt a little... Like, tonally, for me, the shifts of the movie didn't always work. But I will say, though, that um, for all of that, I thought the girl playing uh, Matilda, Alicia Weir, was so, so amazing um, that you just get her. You know, she you, you watch her, you watch the way she conveys um, the character, the way she sings, her performance. And I think she's really the linchpin for the whole film. And if she didn't work, the whole thing wouldn't work. And she does such a wonderful job. She does an amazing job. Um, and it must have been so tough, right, to pick a, a Matilda because the, the Matilda movie from 96 is a classic. Like everyone remembers that Matilda. Um, and at the same time, I think it's so important that they pick someone who has a certain kind of naughtiness to them and a kind of cheekiness yeah. to them. But at the same time, you should never once resonate with the Trunchbull. Right? <laughs> like you can't, you can't like for once think like, oh, she is kind of annoying. Or, oh my God. Yeah, she is a bit like irritating. It, it, like you should and never And we've said that. before how we're now approaching that age where you're starting to identify with the adults in movies and yeah. not the kids. But you're right. If You, you shouldn't want Miss Trunchbull to be correct. No, not at all. Like, I was so on Bruce's side. Like, for everyone who's seen the movie, like, I, I, I was so on Bruce's side. I'm like, eat that chocolate cake. Like, eat it all. Um, so this has become a bit of a, a recurring theme for us, right? But I think this is a cinema movie. Um, it had a limited release in the UK, and then it landed on, on Netflix everywhere else a couple of weeks later. But uh, the colors and the sound in this movie, I think those need to be enjoyed on big speakers, uh, surround sound, big screen. And it's like such a dilemma because Netflix is the platform that's bringing us all these movies uh, during the holiday season. And I'm sometimes so glad that I don't have to drive and park and pay money and buy snacks and sit in a cinema and, and go out of my house that I can enjoy this in my living room. But ideally, I think this would have worked as a cinema release, at least for the songs, because the songs would have sounded so much better on like bigger, louder surround speakers. See, now that you've said that, I'm starting to wonder whether that was my issue, that because of the scale of what they do on stage, uh, on screen, sorry, uh, you want to have as close to the live stage experience as you can. And of mm. course, the cinema would give you that. And it's not just the, the musical numbers, which are just beautifully staged and choreographed, but also the movie kind of plays with imaginary sequences, right? There's this beautiful scene with a hot air balloon um, that I think would just look lovely on the big screen. Um, there, there, There's a whole... Um, imaginary story that Matilda tells um, that also I think would have looked great in a, in a cinema. And so I wonder whether for me, some of the lack of engagement or enjoyment that I felt watching it on a small screen has to do with the fact that it just doesn't feel immersive enough. And this is an experience that you really do need to be immersed in from the music to the visuals. Um, even the um, the way Miss Trunchbull, well, Emma Thompson plays Miss Trunchbull, um, you know, the way she's made to look on screen, her size, I think is, is best captured on a bigger screen. I think it is. Um, and also the production value of the, the movie, right, is quite high. Um, normally on streaming, when they release their big, blockbusters of the year 
they're good, but you can see a sort of TV quality to them. Like, you know, the production or the budget, something doesn't match the big Hollywood releases that show up in, in cinemas. This, I think, would have worked perfectly well. Like, you can see the, the set pieces are beautiful, the, the art design, the production design, um, like we said, the, the different locations that they go to, some of the CGI. It doesn't look like something that was shot or filmed for smaller screens or for TV screens. Um, so I think that was a miss. I, I honestly think that was a miss. Um, also, the cruelty in this movie is something else, right? Like the the abuse that is just thrown at the kids is, I think, on another level. It's so the movie takes so much joy in being so cruel to children, but in a way that is very that's very rolled out. I think we've seen this in a bunch of his other books. Um, it has a playfulness to it, but there's also some moments of like genuine cruelty and emotion that I, I appreciated a lot. Um, it's not so surface level because I think it really tells a story of, from a kid's point of view. Um, and I think it takes a special kind of like writing and, and imagination to to stick with that instead of telling it from the adult or from the from the parent's point of view instead. Huh, so it's interesting that you say that, right? Because for me, I felt like the biggest the biggest problem I had with this Matilda the musical is that it in a way doesn't really work if you didn't know the original Matilda story first. Uh, so for instance, the, the Bruce Bogtrotter scene, right? I remember how visceral it was when I read it in the book first. And then when you watch it in the movie, the 90s version, um, this version, they build a whole musical number around it. And, um, the way it's staged, the way the film realizes it, you kind of know Bruce is going to win already. You, you, you know, you don't have that fear that this kid is going to basically collapse out of having had to eat a humongous chocolate cake. So there's something about this movie that feels to me like you either need to know too much about the book and therefore you can't enjoy this on its own terms or it doesn't give you enough to understand why Roald Dahl was brilliant and why this story is so brilliant. And, and I can't quite put my finger on what it is actually, whether it's that um, once again, when you turn these moments into set pieces, it takes away some of the emotional punches um, or whether you get a little too distracted by all the other goings on and then the true awfulness of what is happening sometimes doesn't translate because some of the stuff can get quite dark right and rolled out very can get yeah. quite quite yeah quite dark with his uh, stories do you think i like the movie more because i don't care about matilda and i mean that in the best way possible like i love the movie but i don't have like an attachment to the books or even to the 96 movie i think the last time i saw the movie from 96 was like 20 21 years ago at least so i don't have any any sentiment or any emotional attachment to matilda the the IP. You know, I think that might be possible. And I will extend that point to say then maybe this movie isn't for me and it doesn't have to be, right? Because if what this is doing is introducing Matilda and, and those concepts and that story to a whole new audience of young people, the same way Wednesday is almost no longer mm. for you and me who are like Adams family fans from like when we were children, but is introducing Wednesday Adams to a whole new generation of teenagers. I think that's fine, right? And and maybe in that way, Matilda the musical is doing so well. It doesn't have to be for me. It can be for people who are just discovering Matilda through the musical. And that's kind of great in its own way. It is. But I think when you mentioned that, I, I, I thought about the one thing in the movie that I don't like. 
Um, and I think it is uh, part of introducing Matilda to a new audience. Um, a lot of scenes in this movie look like superhero movie scenes. And yes. I know that's the, right? Yeah. Like I know, like she has, she might have superhuman abilities. And I know that when they look like big studios, look at the Marvel movies or the DC movies, they're like, okay, so that's what we have to do. That's what kids like. That's what kids resonate with these days. I think it lost the playfulness of those superpowers. And a lot of those scenes look like action movies or look like something out of like X-Men or, or one of the one of the, the MCU films. I didn't like that. I was like, those films are those films and these films need to look like these films. The mixing of those genres, I didn't appreciate. We are talking about Matilda the Musical, which just came out. It is directed by Matthew Warkus, who um, originated the stage musical version, music by Tim Minchin. Uh, let us know, have you watched it? Are you planning to? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, write to us at movies at bfm.my. Bole for Malaysia. Ha. BFM 89.9, the business station. Sometimes you have to be a little bit naughty. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Sharmila and Arvin. And we are reviewing Matilda the Musical, directed by Matthew Wakas, music by Tim Minchin, starring Alicia Ware in the title role. Um, we've talked a lot about how it looks and how it feels. I thought we could um, focus a little bit on the performances, um, because we already talked about the central character, Alicia Weyer, and how great she is. But really, there's a whole cast of people who are quite extraordinary in their own way. Um, my standout would be Emma Thompson, um, because I think she was having so much fun playing the Trunchbull again. Um, <laughs> and you could see, right? You could see that she she loved that role. Um, because you can't play that part straight, I think. It, it can't be serious. Um, it has to be like Jim Carrey levels of dial to 11 or dial to 12. Uh, it's that kind of role. Uh, but also like Lashana Lynch uh, was awesome as Miss Honey. She's such a good Miss Honey. Um, it must have been like, again, like hard to pick a good Matilda for the role. Um, and I think like all of that coming together, they were they were so good at ping-ponging energy off of each other. It was such a well-put-together cast. And getting the kids, I, I think a lot of the kids are like relative unknowns. They haven't done much or they were picked specifically for the movie. They are so adorable. I said in the, the opening that they were so cute, the way they were dancing and singing. But I loved all of them. Even if they had like minor roles, the kids were so good. Um, I completely agree about the 
the, so actually three characters, not just um, Emma Thompson, right? But basically Miss Trunchbull and the parents, Mr. and Mrs. Wormwood, they all have to be this sort of heightened, caricaturish kind of performances, but that you truly believe are awful people and who are capable of being harmful to a child. Um, and all three of them, I think, did that really well. Um, Emma Thompson as Miss Trunchbull, but Stephen Graham as, as Mr. Wormwood and Andrea Riseborough as Mrs. Wormwood. I think they were both so deliciously awful uh, that when Matilda like plays her tricks on them and and you truly understand why they deserve their comeuppance. I just perhaps with Emma Thompson didn't love her physicality because they obviously needed to I, I saw some of the behind the scenes they needed to put her on like platforms and sometimes on like a stilt type contraption they needed to bulk her up and so um it felt like quite obviously they had to shoot her in parts, you know, because you often see her top half and then you the camera would pull away and then you'd see her whole body. There was a little bit of awkwardness in terms of how they managed to make her look that huge and imposing and bulky and muscular. I don't know whether that impeded her physical performance because I think um, Emma Thompson is very naturally a very she can do comedy really well and I think the stiffness of the the body language impeded that a little bit um, I loved Lashana Lynch as Miss Honey um, I thought yeah. she had this such a vulnerability to her um, it felt very human in a show that was often very larger than life she felt extremely human and relatable and um, I didn't expect that I, I didn't expect Lashana Lynch who I've often seen I think play more uh, strong and and sort of very um, I think she commands the screen in a lot of the uh, previous roles I've seen her in here she was almost retiring but very likable um, I thought she was she was a standout for me She's so good. So, so good. Um, so I wanted to ask, right, what do you think Matilda is really about? Um, because it's obviously like a layered story. Obviously, a lot of things are like ciphers and metaphors, analogies. Uh, there's not much to say about the plot because that's pretty straightforward, right? But what do you think Matilda is actually about? Uh, this is tough for me because, again, this might be why I don't like this as much as I like the others. Because I think what the musical is about is very different from what the book is about. Um, mm. I think the book is inherently a lot more somber and is about life being just quite difficult um, and that adults are often not great, but somehow you get through it. And that's that's the, that's the message of a lot of Roald Dahl books, right? Um, the world doesn't get magically fixed. Whereas I think this is a lot more about children should have their voices heard and um, it's okay to be a little bit naughty, which works very well for stage. I'm not sure if it works so well for the film. Hmm, because I, I had a... So I was also wondering if um, all of this, whatever takes place in the, the musical, the movies, is a complete fabrication and something that the kids see through their own eyes because obviously like it oh, is oh you've gone meta with this yeah because it's it's a lot about like trauma and coming from an abusive environment right but at the same time this movie made me remember something that i haven't thought about for like decades and decades like since primary school um and that is believing in the mythology of a school right so I, I remember like being a kid in, in school at that age, we all make up stories about the strictest teachers um, yes. and they all had like backstories and legends and stories of how one of the senior students would have been like Rotan so badly and then their hands started bleeding and now they are missing and, and all, all kinds of all kinds of nonsense. Um, and these 
quote unquote strict teachers were our monsters basically at at that time um and we all had like our miss honeys who were the best teachers in the world uh, we all wanted to ride a motorcycle on the way to school <laughs> uh, stuff like that or have like superpowers telekinetic powers and stuff so i watching the movie i started to wonder if if miss trunchbull was actually the way she was or if all of this was just in the mind of these kids and the way they saw it because the moment they left school everything was colorful the parents look normal the parents come to fetch them from the school they are not bothered they are not you know uh, worried about what's happening um and i and i don't know if that was the point of the movie or the book but it's it's just something i thought about oh you know i never thought of it but i kind of love that and i think it works especially within the context of the musical because everything is so heightened and um make believe anyway you know and and in yeah. the movie the way it kind of slips between these imaginary sequences wow now i almost want to rewatch a movie i wasn't particularly impressed by to see like is arvin's theory correct is this whole thing imaginary because it there is a i without for anyone who hasn't seen it without spoiling it there is one scene at the end that someone does something and then you go like oh oh so maybe maybe this is how everything works just just one scene uh, <laughs> but but yeah so that got me thinking like maybe that's the theory it's just it's just imagination so would you recommend this wholeheartedly coming from a non musical fan i would uh, i would recommend it i would also say like if you can squeeze this in your holiday you know schedule sometime before the new year starts it's such a good holiday movie uh, such a good like christmas season holiday season film just fun to watch even though i wasn't the biggest fan i agree i think it's a great family holiday watch um fun fun one to sing along to and watch during the break let us know we've been talking about matilda the musical um have you watched it did you like it You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.